Well, we are starting a new series called Acts, What Could Happen? And we're looking at the book of Acts. And I love that we're starting the series on this weekend because this is the weekend that we are launching our ninth campus. Our St. Paul campus launches this weekend. And it's super exciting. Yeah. We're saying thank God for that. Um, I'm going to actually ask you to clap uh, next week for them because I'm actually preaching live at St. Paul on Sunday this weekend. And so they, they won't hear that clap because they're not getting video. All right. So next week you're going to clap as a church and say that you love them. And uh, we're thrilled that they're joining uh, as our ninth campus. And uh, it's so exciting to see what God has done with, with just an idea and a Bible study to now our ninth. And I believe God has more that we're just cooking up. It's so funny. As soon as we start a campus, everybody is all I was like, where's the next one? I'm like, well, how about if we launch this one? You know, how about if we launch this? And let's, but I'm excited for nine. And trust me, we don't stop there. We're continuing to uh, say, God, where's the next one? And where's the next one? So we're, we're looking at Acts. And we're, I believe that this is just a, a great time to look into the book of Acts. And I've asked you as a church to read the book of Acts. Now, some of you have missed that announcement last week. You missed it. You ever, don't worry, you can get caught up. We can start at a, a, a great point today on this weekend. But I've asked you to read for 28 days, just a chapter a day in Acts to get our, our minds thinking. Uh, let's, let's look at the book of Acts. Let's look at what God wants us to do. Let's look at the church when it was starting. Let's look at where it was being empowered by the Holy Spirit, where it was expanding. And let's look at the opposition that it faced. And then let's look at how it relates to us today. And so this sermon was based on uh, just reading through the book, book of Acts. And then also I read a book on church transformation by Bill Eason. And he just talked about, you know, man, that's the life I want to live. That's the type of church I want to be a part of. A church that, that wants to grow, a church that wants to go, a church that wants to send people. And, and he said, uh, let's just be praying for God to do it again. And, and what could happen? And so I, I got excited with it. I was like, what could happen? What could happen? Thanks for writing that book. And, and I'm thinking, what could happen? And, and, and I'm, I've been asking that question over and over again. God, what could happen? What could happen in your church? You, you started with the, just an explosive growth and all these things going on at Acts. Lord, what could happen? And then that has evolved into me saying, do it again. Do it again. God, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I've been saying do it again so much in prayer. I feel like a little kid with their dad. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to do this thing with our kids. I can't now. They're full grown. But I used to like, grab them and flip them over. You know, Becca would be terrified with it. And it was this flip thing. They'd grab my hands. And I'd flip them over. And, and, and as soon as I do it, I mean, and their feet slam against the floor. They, and they go, do it again, again, again. And that's how I feel right now. And I'm just saying, God, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. We, we see this and we say, God, continue to grow your church, continue to move it forward, continue to do the supernatural. God, do it again. Now, in the book of Acts, we uh, see that Luke the physician wrote it. And it really is a, a second book. Luke wrote Luke and he wrote Acts. And if you really want to know how it works, it really works together. It, they really are meant to be read, like go right from Luke right into Acts. And um, I, I'm grateful that Luke put down all this detail. He gave us the history, really a look at the life of Jesus. And then he gives us a look at the life of the early church. And I'm so grateful for that. And as, as we pick it up in um, Acts, I want to let you know that uh, I'm going to hit a lot of scriptures today. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Acts uh, chapter 1. We're going to start there. And uh, if you're doing it digitally, taking notes, I'm going to give you a bunch of them. I mean, Acts 1, 8, 2, 4, 247, 4, 4, 6, 1. 8, 
four and five, hut, hut. All right, so we're gonna get there. All right, some of you caught that. All right, uh, but hey, I, I just want you to know that uh, Acts is really, we're picking it up midstream and it reminds me about when I go to, when Becca and I go to a movie, like a, a trilogy or a pre-trilogy, or you know, you know what I'm talking about? We'll go to our oldest son, Connor, because he is big time into movies. And we'll say like, okay, edu- educate us now. Which, which one in the sequence is this? And he's like, well, this is number three, but it's really number seven and number three and this and that. And, and at the end, I'm like, okay, now Kylo Ren, he's bad or good? Good, bad, bad, okay, bad. All right, and then we go and see it. And, and then we go there and we still are confused. How many know, right? Yeah. But I want to give you just a brief one-minute history, if I can, I mean, of Luke. Luke talks about Jesus being born. Uh, Luke talks about Jesus growing up, that he lived a perfect life. Luke talks about, in the book of Luke, he's saying uh, Jesus called disciples to follow him. He trained those disciples so they could continue on with the mission when he left. Luke tells us that Jesus died on a cross, that he paid the price for my sins and your sins so that we could be forgiven. That's what the book of Luke tells us. And then it tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again from the dead and he proved that his promises are true and he's a risen savior. He's now, now appearing to his disciples, all right? And then we get to Acts. That was Luke in one minute. All right, so here we are. We're in Acts 1.8. Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He's about to leave this earth and we pick up the story here. Acts 1.8, and he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's the first scripture I want us to focus in on in the book of Acts. It's such a key scripture that Jesus is getting ready to leave. And he's saying, hey, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. I want you to wait and I want you to receive this power. And then when this power comes on you, you're going to be witnesses. You're going to go out and tell what I've done for you. You're going to tell the price that I paid on the cross, that I rose again from the dead. You're going to bring this message out to the world. And he's saying, you're going to get Holy Spirit power. You're not going to do it in your own strength. And this circle is going to keep on growing. This circle is going to keep on growing. If you thought that I trained you for a little mission, you're wrong. If you thought that this was just going to be a neat little club or that I was just thinking about your city or your country, you were wrong. I was thinking the whole world. And you can imagine that moment. We read it and we're like, yeah, totally makes sense because, see, we're part of the ends of the earth. We're over here in America a long way away from Jerusalem. So it makes sense to us. But to them, they're thinking, this is bigger than I thought. This is bigger. I'm going to have to have a power that will help me to expand the circle. And Jesus is saying, I want you to go in distance and I want you to go to people that are in dissonance. I want you to go to people that don't agree with you. There's going to be hostility out on the edge. There's going to be people here near you that understand where you are. They're close to you in proximity and they're close to the way that you think. And so you're going to be able to connect the dots for these people. And then it's going to get a little looser and and there's going to be dissonance out here. But I want you to keep expanding the circle. And as you do that, you're going to have to have power to expand the circle. And I thank God that we don't have to build this church in our strength and in our power. I love all the gifts that we have, but I thank God that the power of God builds his church. And the word that he says, he says, you will receive power. The word that is used there is dunamis. Sound like anything familiar? Dunamis. It's dynamite. 
It's where we get the word dynamite. It's not actually, doesn't mean actually dynamite, but it means a powerful source of power, a, a powerful strength, something way beyond you that's being given to you. And he's saying, I'm going to give you when, you, when you receive this power, this dunamis power, it's God's power at work in you and through you. This power is going to be given to you. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to think it up. It's going to be given to you. And then with that, you're going to expand the circle. You're going to cross the cultures. You're going to cross the ocean. You're going to confront evil. And this power is going to give you the ability to expand the circle. And that's where it is. And, and I, I love this, that Jesus is saying, I, I want, you're on mission. You're going out in this power to expand the circle. I, I'm glad that he didn't just say, stay here, they'll find you. Right? Because in the Old Testament, it was like, all right, we're going to build this temple and the temple is going to be there and everybody's going to come to the temple and they're going to hear about the temple and they're going to come there. And in the New Testament, once Jesus has risen from the dead and he's about to leave this earth, he said, hey, it's not about staying here. It's not about staying here. It's about going there. And you guys are all going. Matter of fact, I want a going church, an expanding church, and I want everyone to be a part of it. And it didn't just start with them and end with them. We are involved in this. This is one of the most beautiful things. We get to be part of the story. We get to be part of the story. Now, anybody here really like improv? If you are at a campus and you really like improv, raise your hand. Raise your, you're probably an extrovert. You're probably hoping I pick you. I'm not, but go ahead. All right. Introverts are like, they're safer. They were reluctant hand raisers. Like, I do like it, but all right. Improv, okay? It's like, come on, you get to be in the story. Have you ever been to, you know, improv? I've been to the improv and they put you up there and usually they give you some inconsequential thing and they say like, every time we say car, you moo, all right? And you're like, moo, you know? And it's, it's you know, they're kind of, it's, it's kind of inconsequential, but it's funny, all right? The Holy Spirit is saying, guess what? You're in this and you're in this and you're in this and you're in this and you're in this. Get up here. You're in this. 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 This is not a story that you just read. You get to jump into the story and participate. It's an ever expanding circle. It's an ever expanding circle that we get to say, hey, we get to be part of this to reach more people. Now, some people would say, well, I'm good. I'm in. I'm in. I'm not worried about expanding the circle. Wrong attitude. Wrong heart. The whole thing was get in, get filled up with this power, and then expand the circle. Someone said, but I'm not that type. I'm an introvert. I did not raise my hand for improv. That's not me. I don't like it. All right, even if that's you, I'm telling you, you need to shine your light. You need to use your gifts. You need to serve like a champion. You need to resource the mission, and you need to speak when spoken to, and you will be. Because you will shine like lights in this dark world. And First Peter, I just, looking at this like an introvert, I mean, I like First Peter 3, 15, he said, instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Yeah. All right, introverts, man, I want you living for Jesus so strong that they're gonna see that. And that why are you different? Why is this? And be ready to give them the reason for the hope that is in you because we are expanding the circle. We are expanding the circle with the power of the Holy Spirit. So he says, wait for it. You're going to expand the circle. All right. Acts 2, Acts 2, 4, 1 through 4. Let me read the four verses. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. Each of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Power is delivered to the disciples. 
Immediately in this moment, the power has been delivered and they start to function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe that there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in this moment, they are poured out upon everyone that is willing to say, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's a boldness, there's a passion, there's a fire, there's a gifting that falls upon these believers and still falls upon us today. There's a boldness. I mean, prior to this, Peter is afraid of a servant girl and now he's baptized in the Holy Spirit and he's, and he's just full of the fire and the power of God. And he goes out and speaks to thousands of people. He goes and, and, and they're saying like, be quiet or we'll throw you in jail. He's like, bring it on. Uh, he's not afraid. He's out there speaking the word with boldness. There's a passion there. I mean, they're going to pray. And on the way to pray, somebody says, do you have any alms for the poor? And, and Peter's like, well, we don't have any silver or gold, but what we do have is a power of God and a passion to see him do something incredible. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk. I mean, there's a passion going on. They're just going, it's not a prayer meeting like, now I lay me down to sleep. There's something going on, okay? And then there's fire. There's, fi there's just a fire in them. You can't shut them up. You can't keep them quiet. They beat them and they say, be quiet. They said, no, we can't stop talking. They're like, you have to stop talking. And they're like, we're not, stop talking. They get in prison, they get set free. All these things are happening. They're like, we can't stop proclaiming what Jesus Christ has done. And you may say, again, I don't know that I want to proclaim. God's been too good to you to not proclaim how good he is. He, he just, we need to pray for more power. We're a spirit-filled church and we're praying, God, help us to expand the circle. People need to know that Jesus Christ died for their sins. People need to know that they can be forgiven. Help us to expand the circle. And we need to ask God for the power to expand the circle. You might have heard me talk about those gifts that are there. Those gifts are available for us today. And at several of our campuses on October 27th, mark the date, October 27th, we have the Holy Spirit retreat. We're going to talk to you about the power to expand the circle. It's the power to expand the circle. Some of you are wondering about, like, what do we believe about the power that's there? That, that's a great day for you to say, I'll be part of the Holy Spirit retreat. I've given you several weeks notice and we can be a part of this. We can say, hey, I want to know what power is available for me to expand the circle because there's power available for us to expand the circle. So the Holy Spirit's been poured out in Acts chapter two, one through four. We see that Peter preaches and the Bible tells us in Acts 2.41, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. And I'm like, do it again. And my first thought is we'll have to start more services. We'll have to start more campuses. Do it again, do it again. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, 3,000 in one day. I'm just fascinated by that. 3,000 in one day. I think, I believe our goal for the year is 2,000 as a church. 2,000. And much of that was stuff that I was realizing we were starting a new campus with St. Paul. And then our Crosstown campus was going to be moving into their brand new building, going from seating 400 people to 1,100 seating, uh, to going from where you can't hardly find us, back behind the you know, warehouse there, to right on Crosstown. I mean, you can see the cross at River Valley Church from Crosstown. I'm like, all right, there, we're going to grow. And then I was projecting steady growth at our, our other campuses. But I look at this, I'm like, 3,000 in one day. I'm like, Lord, help my unbelief. Help us to raise our expectation to say, God, do it again, do it again, do it again. 
And as we see in the Bible, as we continue through Acts, in Acts 2.47, it says they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. There's so much there. This could be a whole nother sermon. Uh, uh, daily edition. We think Sunday or Saturday edition. We're like, we'll bring them to church on the weekend. And God's like, bring them to church. Bring the church to them on the weekday. Daily. Daily, let's see what God could do to add to his kingdom. And I also see this is that he's adding them to the church. And again, this could be a whole nother sermon. It's not like, you know, saved and left alone. It's saved and join us, be a part of what God's doing. I love that people get plugged into a local church and get on mission together to be a part of what God's doing. But we continue Acts chapter four, verse four. It says, but many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to be about 5,000. So that's just the men. We don't even have the women there. It's growing. It's growing. Acts 6, one says, but as the believers rapidly multiplied... I love that. It talks about as the believers rapidly multiplied, there grew a problem between the widows and they were, you know, and they were wondering like if they're getting neglected and they're getting neglected. And so this rapidly multiplying growing church had problems, which I would just say to our, everyone in our church, welcome to a church that has some problems. All right. You're like, I'm sitting next to one. I get it. All right. Hey, but we solve problems. When we're aware of problems, we solve problems and we want rapidly growing, rapidly multiplying. Did you catch that? It moved from addition to multiplication. When the number started rapidly multiplying, it's going, it's going. And I, and I, and I think about what Malcolm Gladwell would talk about the tipping point. This was like that moment of critical mass where all of a sudden it's rapidly growing. Something's happening and the circle is expanding. The threshold has been hit. The boiling point is going and now things are cranking and it's moving forward. And I still believe it's because of the power that was empowering them to do that. I believe that Pentecost was, uh, was a flame, if you will, a flame that happened, which turned into a fire, which is now turning into a blaze, and they can't stop the blaze. It's just going and growing and growing. Matter of fact, I, I think we have a picture that we could throw up on the screen, a map of, of the, the world. Yes, if you look, you'll see there's a little dot there. That's Jerusalem. That's really Acts chapters 1 through 5 is like the dot. And then you get the red circle there. And that's really like Acts 6 through 9. It's Judea. And then all of a sudden it keeps growing. And in Acts 10 through 28, all of a sudden it just starts going all the way to Rome. And we pick it up with it's getting to Rome. And now we look at where we are today. People have said like we're living in Acts 29. There is no Acts 29 in your Bible, but we're living it. Like we're there. One time I said, the Bible is inspired from Genesis to maps. And somebody's like, there's no maps book. I, was, I said, I meant the maps in the back of the Bible. It was an old joke, but yeah. I mean, hey, we're living. We're living Acts 29. I know there's not an Acts 29, but we're living it. The circle is expanding. The circle is growing. Right now, they count over 2 billion people on planet Earth that identify with Jesus Christ. They would be all sorts of high church, informal church, all sorts of, but it's saying there's over 2 billion people on planet Earth that identify and say the circle is growing. It is moving. Our family needs to know it. Our friends need to know it. Our neighbors need to know it. Our enemies need to know it. That's where the circle goes. And I believe this, too many people have lost the passion. Too many people have just lost it where they're like, hey, uh, you know, uh, I, I, we like this size and we, we feel uncomfortable with more people and, and I, I don't want to open up. And I'm like, 
I, I don't see that. I see ever expanding circles. Oh, let's keep praying, God, do it again. Do it again. This is the type of church that is starting a ninth campus this weekend and saying, God, do it again. This is a church that says we want to send out 500 missionaries. And we're saying, God, do it again. Do it again. We want to, we want to keep sending them out. And all. This is a church that is just recently committed. We want to have 2,500 churches in our network that we're coaching because we realize God hasn't just put River Valley Church here. He said, I need all these, the, the circles expanding. Help other churches. Be great with your resources. Do these things. You know, it's, it's expand. We, this is a church that gives millions to missions. Why? Because the circle is expanding. The circle is expanding. And I want to say this, there's a greater need for the power right now. I mean, the, the circle has expanded. The circle has expanded to over 2 billion. And now we're coming into areas that I would call uh, their, their pushback areas. You know what I'm talking about? They're areas that are pushing back. They're pushing back against the kingdom of God. They're fighting. Some are hostile. Recently, China, which has been having just incredible surge of spiritual growth, is starting to come in and tear down churches and tear down buildings. I received a report recently about believers that were taken, and I was in a prayer meeting just two weeks ago where they said one of our pastors was abducted. The, the Chinese government came in and abducted the pastor in front of the congregation. This is not a story I read in a book. This was two weeks ago. And we fell to our knees in that meeting and we prayed for this pastor and we said, God, we don't even know where he is. He's been gone for days. The rest of the people in the church got interrogated, but he was gone. And then the next day we came back and they said, they found him last night. I couldn't help but think about the book of Acts where they're in prison and they're praying and they're having a prayer meeting. And then Peter's knocking at the door and he's like, I'm here. I'm saying we're living in that moment right now where the church is pushing and the church is pushing into places where the world is pushing back and the darkness is pushing back. And what we need now is a church that is filled with power. We need a church that says, here am I, send me. That's what we need. Come on, let's thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit setting people free. Real quick, I just feel led to do this. I want to pray for the persecuted church right now. Lord, I just pray for the persecuted church all around the world. Lord, we're here in the comfort of all these beautiful locations, beautiful locations, and yet there are people that are wondering if they're going to have a church tomorrow, if they're going to be guards coming in on them. We don't know. God, we, there are people that are wondering if they go vocal with their faith, they, they could lose it all. And God, we stand with the persecuted church. And we say, God, send your power. Give them the, the signs and wonders. Let them be encouraged by the body of Christ standing with them around the world. The circle is expanding and we won't stop sending resources. We won't stop sending people. And the, may the circle expand by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. We need more power. We need more power. And I'm, I'm asking our church to pray for more power. And it's, it's, it's a serious thing to pray, God, give us more power. And I, my mind is off on a tangent, so I have to let it out. But when I grew up, my mom was um, a huge Star Trek fan. Any Star Trek fans you got? All right. And I remember just watching it, and Kirk would always say, like, we need more power. And Scotty would be like, I'm giving her all she's got. You know, and he's like, and he's like, and he's like I need more power. Like, we're going to die. We need more power. I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit will never say, you're getting all I've got. He's like, there's more where that came from. 
There's more where that came from. And so I'm asking for our church to pray for more power. Matter of fact, I've asked all the campus pastors to schedule a prayer meeting at the church for just these two topics, more power and to expand the circle. Now, you may say I'm coming with a a need for healing or I had a crisis in my life. We will always pray for those needs. We will pray for every need and we will take a brief moment to pray for people's needs that are there. We don't want to neglect that we're together and we will always pray for your need. And then as soon as we pray for your need, the rest of the time for that prayer meeting is more power, more power, more of the presence of the Holy Spirit and God expand the circle. I want you to pray for your neighbors by name. I want you to pray for your family by name. I want you to pray for your coworkers by name. I want you to pray for cities, for countries, for people groups that are unreached. And I want to say, God, we want to have more power to expand the circle. And we want the circle to continue to go. We know there's a fight. We know there's a conflict. But God, we believe that you said for us to do this. It's not impossible. We say, do it again. God, add thousands to the church. Continue to grow. Continue to help us to reach more people, God. The power is to expand the circle. And so I'm just praying that we would just say, we we desire this, God. We are going to pray. We're going to seek you. And each campus, it'll be a different time. So check with your campus to see when that prayer meeting is. Some of you are, I just, I just, I sense this. You know what's so neat is I just sense like some people are like, I want to go to multiple ones. Isn't that neat? I just, I had a good judgment about this congregation. Not that you were like, well, I'm skipping that prayer meeting. But instead, you were like, I want to go to multiple ones. That's perfectly fine. One church, multiple locations. You find, I, we should post where all the prayer meetings are so people can go. All right? All right? And don't hijack the meeting. Let, it, let the team lead it. And let's pray for more power. And let's pray to expand the circle. As I close this, I want to say we are committed to reaching more people. We are a spirit-filled church, and we are on mission to expand this circle. We are committed to expanding and reaching and reaching, and we are committed to reaching you if you're at one of our campuses today. And in just a moment, I'm going to close this prayer, and at each campus, they're going to give an opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus, and I believe that we can expand the circle again and say welcome to the family of God. So God, I'm just praying right now, more power to expand the circle. Lord, you left this earth. You said to wait for that power that you would then help us to expand the circle. And so God, you poured out that power on Pentecost and that power is now available for us. Those gifts of the spirit are beautiful and they help build your church. They help build your church. But God, we want to expand the circle. We want to reach more people. And as much as we're going to pray for the people way out there, At this campus and at all these campuses, I believe you brought people in that today's their day. The circle is expanding. It would be by ones and twos and maybe a half dozen or a dozen. But God, we expand this circle and we'll be committed that every day people will be added to the church. Every day we will try to expand your kingdom. We'll reach more people. And we'll reach those people that you even send into the church. We thank you, God, that people come here before they ever belong. They're just like, I heard something good or a friend invited me or I just had to check out what the crowd was about. We believe that's happening here and at all of our campuses. And so today, God, we're committed to saying we expand the circle for those people now. God, help us to have the power and help us to expand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.